When you think about Greek life, Christian faith might be the absolute last thing that comes to mind. But we not only believe that it's possible to be Greek and Christian, but also that it's the best way to experience Greek life and grow your faith. We have real, honest conversations about how to approach Greek life from a Christian perspective, including things like recruiting and pledging, drinking and drugs, sex and dating, leadership and philanthropy, and much more. This podcast is by Greeks and for Greeks. Our hosts and guests are all members of fraternities and sororities who collectively have decades worth of experience living out their faith in Greek life. Welcome to the Greek and Christian podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We are here for another week of the Greek and Christian podcast. I am Allison, your host. And if you're just joining us, we've launched a new season all about leadership. So if you are Greek and you're listening to this, you know that we kind of get the secret sauce of leadership. But what about spiritual leadership? What does it look like to be a spiritual leader in your chapter? Maybe you're interested in starting a Bible study, or maybe you're already leading one. Or maybe, just maybe, maybe God is starting to kind of stir up in you this desire to connect your faith with your Greek experience. So this season, each of our episodes will spotlight a different leadership challenge uh, to our faith. So we've talked about success versus failure. We're going to be spotlighting issues like mental health, managing busyness, and more. And today we'll be talking about rejection and reputation. So I remember, and I shared this in our intro episode with J-Mac, that when I started a Bible study in Pi-Fi, I was so worried about how my sisters would perceive me and if they would reject me, um, or if I'd experience opposition for wanting to go public in my faith and lead a Bible study in my sorority. So maybe that's one of your fears, or that's an obstacle for you in your leadership um, is, you know, how do I handle rejection? Or what's going to happen to my reputation uh, if I lead a Bible study? Or what if nobody shows up? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, so our guest this week, uh, she led Greek IV on her campus. So actually, she started Greek University at her school. Um, and she faced a lot of challenges to her leadership. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce her and we're going to get our conversation started. So this week we have Lauren Zuman. She is a Delta Gamma alumna from the University of Hartford, which is in Connecticut. And as a student, she started Greek and varsity in her, on her campus, which is really cool. So maybe some of you out there in your our audience, you feel like you're the only Greek Christian on your campus, or you really want to start something that connects faith with Greek life, uh, but there's nothing. So you're going to hear from someone who did just that. Um, after she graduated, she worked for Greek University in New England and San Diego, and now she works for Stitch Fix in Austin, Texas. So welcome, Lauren. Hey, thanks for having me today. Yeah, so glad that you are here. How are things in Austin right now? Is it nice weather, beautiful? Yeah, thankfully we just got through our winter freeze, which lasted approximately three days. So now we're back (laughs) to some 70 degree temps, which I'm very grateful for. But yeah, it's a nice sunny day today. Yeah. And you're from New England originally, right? I am, yes, from Rhode Island. Okay. Nice. So quite the change, I'm sure, from Rhode Island to Texas. 
Yes, we did have our our four years in San Diego where we got used to um, the sunny and 75 weather. So we just need to adjust to the heat of Texas. That has been the biggest adjustment for us from New England to San Diego to to Austin now. Oh, man. Well, hey, I'd love to help our audience get to know you a little bit better. And so one of the things we've been asking our guests this season is to share a little bit about, you know, maybe the a tradition they loved in Greek life. So every Greek system has its unique traditions, right? Greek week, homecoming, bid day, step shows. What was your favorite tradition or event while you were Greek at the University of Hartford? Yeah, I have to say big little, even though they're all super fun, right? I'm like, oh, I wish I had that many fun events in my life now. Uh, but big little, I was the crazy woman that was staying up until all hours of the night with my trusty puffy paint. I'm not sure if puffy <laughs> paint is still like cool or a thing uh, now, but that was the thing for Greek life, at least at the University of Harvard. But I'm not oh, sure fun. if my little is like still using her hot pink and blue stool that I made her. Uh, probably doesn't match anything in her house right now, but, um, but it was super fun. I think just like the anticipation of, um, like waiting for the day of big little for the reveal for all the like crafting and preparation that came before it was so fun. But I think even just added the joy that big little brought to everyone's lives. And that always made me so happy in the community, that, that element of family in the Greek system I love. And even now thinking about, I'm so close to both my big and my little, but I was just in my little's wedding last year. So it makes me so happy to think about just all the, all the relationships that can come from big little that's so fun I am uh not a great crafter (laughs) so that was not one of the things that rubbed off on me from Greek life Um, but I did try really hard and uh one of the things you know for big little on my campus traditionally you know your big sister would make you a paddle and then you'd make your big your the little would make big sister a paddle I don't know if people really do much with paddles anymore maybe they do I don't know but anyway I made my big sister a paddle. And uh, one of the reasons why I really wanted her to be my big sister, we got like little bios of the initiated members when we were pledges so that we could like get to know people. And so on her bio, she said that she liked cheese. <laughs> and I just That's thought awesome. <laughs> that was funny. And so I was like, oh, I want her to be my big. So like when we put our preferences down for bigs, you know, she was number one on my list. So anyway, <laughs> I thought it would be funny to make her a paddle that had like mac and cheese design on it. So we would no take way. like scrapbooking paper and then Mod Podge it on top of the paddle. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Put like fun letters and stuff. And so yep. that's my claim to crafting fame was oh, the mac gosh. and cheese paddle. <laughs> I hope there are pictures of this to document. Probably, <laughs> probably somewhere. So That's I don't awesome. know. Uh, I but can't say I ever used mac and cheese for a, a craft. <laughs> it's probably better that you don't. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so, I love that. <laughs> well, let's get into your experience, you know, as a Delta Gamma being Greek at the University of Hartford. Um, so I just love to hear a little bit about your background as a leader. So, you know, how did you decide to start Greek and varsity on campus. Yeah, this is a crazy one. And even like to this day, I think about how much 
the Lord was in every detail of mm-hmm. it. But um, so I know you mentioned this before, but Greek IV did not exist at the University of Hartford. Um, and I didn't even know what it was. And so mm-hmm. I decided to join a, a university Bible study on my campus. And that took a lot of guts even for me to do because I hadn't gone to church in a couple of years. I had not been a part of a Bible study. I had cut, walked away from my faith for a while when I joined Greek life. And um, I was trying to make a change, join the Bible study, uh, and from there I was connected to a Greek IV volunteer via Facebook uh, oh. who then connected me to uh, my closest Greek IV staff um, in proximity to where I was at the University of Hartford. So um, Alyssa Humphreys, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, but uh, the volunteer then connected me with Alyssa uh, and she invited me to Greek conference. And so Greek conference was um, where I felt a nudge from the Lord uh, and then went back to the University of Hartford and started the very first all Greek Bible study. Oh, that's so cool. I love that story. Um, I met Alyssa several times. I mean, I knew her when she worked for Greek IV. And I remember her telling a funny story about, to me, because I was, I also started Greek IV on my campus as a student. And I remember her telling me like, Allison, when things are really hard, it's okay if you just need to like yell the F word really Yes. Like when you're praying to God, you can just yell the F word and it's okay. <laughs> I'm sure she would love to know that that is still what we remember from her leadership. But yes, she told me the same thing and it's so true. I think that's like an everyday thing that we need to remember. Now. I know. And I'm sure we'll get more into that of like, how do we deal with um, when the rubber hits the road and things get hard? Um, but, you know, in college, in DG, you know, you're getting ready to lead Greek IV in your campus. What role did reputation and image play in your life? Yeah, you know, I was thinking even when you sent me this question, um, I think it's always played a role in my Mm -hmm. life. And I think it's something that I've always struggled with. But, um, you know, I think I've always wanted to be remembered for the parts of my life that I'm proud of. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm naturally afraid of failure, which honestly makes me laugh (laughs) thinking about all the things that I did, um, like starting Greek IV at the University of Hartford. But, um, you know, I've worked up, uh, not worked up, worked hard um, to keep up an image that makes me look like I'm not afraid of failure. Uh, and so, spoiler alert, it does not work. <laughs> Even if it appears like it's working behind closed doors, it's not. Um, but in college, you know, I wanted to do it all, but I was very mm-hmm. afraid of rejection and honestly what my sisters would think of me. And also Greek life. I had a lot of friends um, in other chapters uh, in Greek life. I think that's something that I loved about the University of Hartford is that we were so connected because it was a pretty small school. But um, yeah, I just, I wanted everyone to see me the way that I wanted to be seen. And obviously starting a, a Bible study, uh, kind of, it, it changes that. It really disrupts, uh, it, for me, it disrupted kind of everything that I had built um, on my mm-hmm. own. Yeah, I mean, you're really putting yourself out there. You yeah. know, when you when you choose to you know be public about your faith in the Greek system, you're opening yourself up um, totally. to people's opinions, to potential criticism. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, I think what you shared, you said, um, you know, I want to be remembered, or I want people to remember me for the things that I'm proud of. And I think, I mean, yeah, I totally relate with that. I think our audience really relates with that a lot. 
um, you know, it's such a part of Greek life, you know, success and thriving or whatever that looks like. Um, and so it is incredibly scary to think about people seeing you in a place where your weaknesses are exposed or there's a potential for failure. Totally. Yeah. And I think too, like, um, you know, I, now I can look back and say, wow, I am proud of the Bible study that I started at the university of Hartford, but like even more, Mm -hmm. more than that, I'm so proud that I took a risk because now other people's lives have been changed. And like, you know, Greek members of Greek life have given their lives to Jesus. And there's just been so much good that has come from that place, but starting a starting something new, starting a Bible study, like you just don't know, will I be proud of this? Am I going to be rejected? Am I going to be a failure? Like there's just so much unknown that comes with that. But I think that's one of the, I don't know, I'm probably getting too far ahead of myself with the questions, but I think, you know, we just can't see the future. Right. But Mm -hmm. I think looking back, like I started that Bible study like 11, 12 years ago. And so like looking back on my life, like, wow, one of the things that I'm most proud of to that day was putting myself out there, taking that risk and trusting that God knew what he was doing by calling mm-hmm. me to starting an all Greek Bible study at the University of Hartford. And um, and I do think that he equipped me, right? Because I, I am afraid of failure, but he equipped me and said, no, like, this is what I've called you to do. And it's okay if you fail, but I'm going to be there to lift you up and walk with you and help you. Um, and there were there was success and there was I, would, I shouldn't say it's not failure, but there were challenges and really yes. difficult seasons of ministry. Um, but I can look back and know that that's something that I'm I'm proud of. And I think that helps me when I anticipate rejection and failure, even in my life right now. Yeah. Well, and I want to talk more about that. We'll talk more about that later because I think you raise a bunch of great things about risk-taking or even like how taking that risk and inviting, opening yourself up to rejection or whatever is helping you now in your life. Um, But let's pause because I want to hear like specifically about, you know, your experiences in starting Greek IV and starting this all Greek Bible study. Could you tell us a little bit more, like how did you face rejection or opposition in your leadership? And then how did you deal with that when you did face it? Yeah. Um, So the story, when I was preparing for this, the story kept playing like over and over in my mind. So hopefully it's helpful if I I share this story. But um, right at the beginning of starting my all Greek Bible study, so it was like right after Greek conference, I was excited but scared. Um, I was doing all of the things to get even just one person to show up to the Mm. first ever Bible study. I was passing out flyers. I was sitting at a table in the student union between classes, like trying to get Greek IV's name out there. I even walked up to people eating lunch in the union to invite them, which I, I put here in like parentheses, like, who was I? What was I doing? Because <laughs> that's so not like me to do that. Um, and then that night, not a single person showed up. Um, you know, and in that moment, of course, I felt rejection. I felt opposition. Um, and also, like, I was creating a space for Greeks to meet Jesus for the very first time at my school. So, like, of course, there was opposition and, and like, feelings of rejection. But um, I had two options in that moment. I could feel sad and go home. Or I could walk right out of the room, find someone, anyone, <laughs> to do a Bible study with me and make it happen. Um 
So I did it. Uh, we had, we ended up having a student from the rugby team join us, someone that was not even Greek joined the Bible study. Uh, but I did manage to find someone in Greek life too. But um, I think thinking about that, that moment of like the two choices that I had and choosing to like push through that feeling of rejection and push through to say like, okay, what might the Lord have for me in this space even like for me to get out of my own fears of failure okay like the worst happened now what yeah. <laughs> um, and that helped me so much to just get out of that like anticipation but what if what if what if um and to trust the lord that he had something better planned for me if i could only trust him with with my fe feelings of fear and rejection um, and failure um and i think too like things fast forwarding few years um we ended up having 12 greeks attend greek conference from the university of hartford um and many many greeks gave their lives to jesus after that first not not at that first study but afterwards um over the course of a few years so uh that makes me very very happy to, to think about how you know just like me saying no i'm not gonna let i'm not gonna let failure um and rejection like take over for me i'm not gonna give up um there was just so much more that God had for us. That's so cool. I love that. I love hearing about, you know, how you pressed through even that initial, like no one showed up and how you were very aware of God was kind of offering you these two options. Like you'd either just go home and be like, oh, that sucked. That didn't work out. You know, or you could just even take a risk and find someone to come in the room and join you. And it was unlikely what happened. I mean, you know, you had a handful of people who weren't Greek um, but you know, you kept at it, um, and you know, down the road, there was some fruit that came of it, of, you know, God providing people to come and people coming to know him. Um, but it didn't look like how you hoped it would look in the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember, I mean, I had very similar experiences to yours, you know, when I started leading the all Greek Bible study on my campus, I also had weeks where no one would show up. <laughs> I think my pledge sister, one of my pledge sisters came just because she felt bad for me. <laughs> Don't you love that? <laughs> I know. I like, know. I'll take the support though. <laughs> I know. Um, and actually, I mean, the hard thing about that, like, you know, I would say like I had a handful of people come here and there and then, you know, had some pipes come. I had people, I got people to come to Greek conference, but it was never anything that felt like it was sticking when I was in school. So like I said, I mean, there were weeks where no one showed up. And then, you know, there was a season where I had a handful of people from different Greek chapters who came. Um, and by handful, I mean, like five total, like, yeah. you know, I don't want people to think like everything blew up, you know, it's amazing. I mean, five is great. It is. Yes. I want our audience to understand that. that yes. Don't feel like five is awesome. Three is awesome. One person one. Yeah. is awesome. <laughs> And, um, but I, when I graduated, I remember like, I didn't have anybody to take things over and I just felt like, oh man, like, I'm really glad I did that God. So like, that was such a powerful experience for me and my leadership, but I am a little sad that, you know, it doesn't seem like things are continuing on. Um, but the cool thing is, is that a couple years after I had graduated, um, the InterVarsity staff on campus had kept praying for the Greek system. And they actually like found a student in my sorority who I didn't know she had joined after I had left and they got things started. 
uh, back That's again. So amazing. yeah. So even if you don't see something, I'm saying this to our audience, you know, while you're on campus, but you know, you, you stick faithfully mm. with it. You never know what God will do years after you're gone. Um, well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back. Cause I want to hear how, uh, Lauren experienced God in the midst of, of rejection. So we'll take a quick break. back from our break and uh Lauren hey thank you so much for sharing so far like how you got things started with Greek University on your campus so you mentioned a little bit about like weeks where no one was coming um you know times where you felt defeated and so how did you sense God meeting you in the midst of rejection and struggling with your reputation yeah, I think, you know, for so long, I tried to be both Greek and Christian separately. Um, but when I said yes to starting Greek IV and faced rejection for it, I knew that I had to be all in. Um, and it was honestly the clear, the clearest invitation for me to be both fully Greek and fully Christian. Um, mm -hmm. And the only way that I'd be able to, you know, have God used my reputation in DG and in Greek life for good um, was to give it all to him. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really do think that God met me there in, in that re the rejection and like my reputation. You know, it gave me the confidence to be open with my face, welcome it as part of faith. <laughs> faith <laughs> gave me the, the confidence to be open with my faith and welcome it as part of um, my reputation. And I think that was a turning point. For me because I was so scared to come um like you know in front of my chapter or from Greek life and say hey like I am a Christian and this is something that is very important to me and I want to share it with you because I believe that you know this is important this will be important to you too and it can you know have the opportunity to change your life um but I do think once that shift happened for me that I stopped looking at you know like no one showing up to my Bible studies or things like that. Like I, I stopped looking at it as a, as like a failure or a bad thing, really what, um, and I'll get to this cause I, I have a lot of notes about this that I wanted to share, but I think so much of facing rejection and like facing failure is like, is God refining and shaping our own hearts and mm. preparing us for the work that he's called us to do. Um, and I think that's such an important part of my journey, starting my all Greek Bible study, that like my own heart needed to be shaped. Um, and I, there was growth that needed to happen within me in order to do the work ahead that God had asked me to do. Wow. And so what do you mean? Like, what kind of growth are you talking about? Like, the, how did God shape your heart through those experiences? I really do believe that God uses moments of rejection or opposition to, to shape us in a way that, you know, he wants to, he wants for us, what he wants for others too, is for us mm -hmm. to like know him um, and have an impact on those around him, around us. And I think 
that for me, that's what happened for me is that, um, you know, I was able to see, okay, like there were things in my life, like I needed to let go of and things you know, fear of failure, things just like being Greek and like, you know, struggling with the balance of, mm-hmm. of both. And I think for me that like, I had to, to kind of like, kind of like, just like give it all to him. Um, and I think that was the growth that happened in me. Um, and even the other thing I've been thinking a lot about is like, you know, this idea of like, even if no one shows up, is God still good? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking about, you know, Daniel and the Bible, um, and just like, for me, like, you know, does God still have a purpose with me? You know, even, you know, if, if I do that, put myself out there <laughs> and it's a flop and it doesn't work. Um, and I really do think the answer is yes. Um, I'm totally right there with you. I think, um, I think that, you know, God uses these situations that, you know, like when we experience rejection or fear of rejection, or we take a risk and put ourselves out there in our faith, um, I think he uses those experiences to really humble us um, yeah. and to help us be more dependent on him. Because I think that's another thing in Greek life, like Greek life, it's a huge value to be self-sufficient um, and to like act like you have it all together. Like, you know, and I mean, yeah. even though we laugh about people who aren't Greek and we call them GDIs, you know, I forgot we, about that. <laughs> I know we do value independence, you know, we, yeah. we you know, and so I think that God uses these experiences to show off, show us that like, no, actually you need me. Um, yeah. And this is really good for you and your leadership that, you know, you can depend on me for your value, your meaning, your worth, and that it's not dependent on if you have a million people who show up to your Bible study or none, you know, it's not dependent on, you know, if people say like, wow, it's so cool that you're leading or if someone comes up to you and says like, why are you leading a Bible study? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and so um, I think it, it really is. It's this experience that God uses to transform us mm-hmm. um, so that we can be part of helping others experience his yes. transformation. I think you're totally right about that. Um, you had mentioned earlier in the program about how when you look back at your time in college and, and you've been out of school for 10 years or so, you said mm-hmm. that yeah. you, you look back, you're really proud. Like that's one of the proudest things um, that you did was partner with God to start Greek IV um, and how it has impact in your life today. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Like how does how does that risk that you took in college to like put yourself out there, put your reputation on the line, face rejection. How does that impact your life today? Yeah, I think it's, it impacts me all the time. And I think I have to go back to that place of where I put myself out there for God in college to start my Greek Bible study. Because I mean, I mean, even in like the mundane day-to-day mm-hmm. things where um, my job now, you know, it can be scary to, to take on new risks and try new things. And, um, I still find myself being afraid of failure, um, at work, even like as a mom now, I think that's another thing too. I think there's just, you know, there's so much unknown and I have to go back Mm -hmm. to this place of, yeah, I've been here before. There was a lot of unknown in my life. Um, when I chose to say yes to God and, um, you know, in college. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's a theme that continues to come up and even goes back to like, you know, 
um, reputation and image because I still think about that too all the time. It's like, what do I want to be known for? What do, what do I want to be proud of? Um, what do I want others to know about me? Um, and I think even like in my day-to-day, I'm like, hey, like, am, am I reflecting Jesus? Like, am I still doing this? Even now that I'm not working in ministry, I'm not, um, mm. you know, like leading a Bible study in Greek life anymore. Like, how am I still? Am I still doing that now in my life? And do others recognize that and know um, that I follow Jesus now? And how can I put myself out there and take risks? So I feel like it's a constant battle for me to keep pushing myself to know that Mm -hmm. rejection doesn't define me. It's not who I am. Uh, And even if I fail, which I think I'd like to reframe that, like even if something doesn't go the way that I planned, um, God is still good. He still has a purpose for my life and those around me. And I think too, I want to say this, like something that was really hard for me was being afraid of vice. When I did lead a Bible study, saying the wrong thing um, wouldn't bring others to Jesus. Or if I, if I wasn't like, funny enough or engaging enough in my Bible study that no one would come back again. And then I'd face rejection and failure. And that's like so not true, but it's, I think mm-hmm. I, I still think that way, um, you know, and it's not about what we say or what we do. I think it's that the courage to keep saying yeah. yes to God and putting ourselves out there and taking risks um, and knowing that he's going to work on our, our hearts and mm-hmm. <laughs> shape us. And he also can use even like one word that we say <laughs> to someone else or one action or something yeah. um, can also use that. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. Cause I think a lot of people are really nervous about that of like, you know, what if I just don't know enough about the Bible or I say the wrong yeah. things? Yes. And yeah. But I, you're so right. Like if God has called you to this, like he will equip you and, and give you what you need um, to lead and you'll be surprised. Yeah. It could be something so random that, you know, comes up during a Bible study that you just think is like, whatever. And someone will be like, Oh my gosh, that was so impactful for yes. me. So yeah. Well, Lauren, you know, you've offered a lot of great encouragement already, but I'd love to hear it. Like, is there any advice or encouragement that you have for our audience, you know, if they face opposition or rejection toward their leadership, leading a Bible study or starting Greek IV? Yeah, you know, and I feel like I've probably already (laughs) said this a few times, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. But when I think about encouragement for facing opposition or rejection, I think, you know, it's a hard lesson or season to go through. Like I will not mm-hmm. sugarcoat it and say like, yeah, it's, you know, it's tough, but it, you know, it's fine. You know, it's hard when you're in it, it feels different than looking back mm-hmm. on your, you know, the hard seasons that we, you know, for me, like what I went through with rejection and failure, but um, I shouldn't say failure, <laughs> rejection and opposition. I have to, I like really need to stop myself from saying failure all the time. Um, but you know, I think seeing the full picture of what God mm-hmm. did in my own life and those around me after starting the, my all Greek Bible study, you know, brings me assurance that he will always use us for good, especially when we step out and take a risk of faith mm-hmm. to serve him and share, you know, about him <laughs> to others. I think like, even if it's hard and even if it doesn't go as planned, like he will use us good. I think it just takes us saying yes to his call, to his nudge, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's that's so important. And he cares just as much about our growth and the state of our heart as he does about those around us too. 
I agree with you. He will always honor the risks we take when he invites us in, when he invites us in to take risks, he will always honor that. It might not be how we think it'll look, um, but he'll always honor it by making us more like him, by bringing us more freedom and healing in our own lives. And, you know, what we hope, which is, you know, more people coming to know him um, yes. and growing his kingdom. And so I think God, yeah. God honors when we say yes, when we take a risk. Um, you're absolutely right. And I will add to one thing that helped me um, when yeah. I was leading the Bible study. So I kept a journal of rejections, like kind of just like risks and rejections that I took mm -hmm. and, um, and wins. So things that I wanted to celebrate and I still have all of my journals. Like I am that person that has a drawer of journals where it just represents seasons of my life and like hard things and good things that happen. But it is so awesome to look back in those journals and see like a page of, oh my gosh, no one showed up to this Bible study. Like, what am I doing? You know, does anybody like me? <laughs> Are they going to like, you know, they still going to be my friends, you know, like just that, those feelings. And then looking like a few pages ahead and like, wow, five people showed up to my Bible study. We had an amazing discussion. One person, you know, wants to like help me lead next time, you know, like, I think those seeing the um, the hard and the, the wins together mm -hmm. like that, like page after page, um, it's been helpful for my growth as a person I think, for years and years. But I would encourage anyone listening, like, if you're feeling that and you want some like a tangible way to keep track of the hard and the good to celebrate and remember for the future, okay, I've seen God work before I can trust him again mm -hmm. in my risk and in like me stepping out and taking on something new. Um, you know, I think that's helped me a lot. So, like, I know, I know even in, in this difficult season, like God's got me, he's done this before he can do it again. Um, so yeah, I think that's something helpful. Too. I love that. I love that. I think that's such a good exercise, Lauren, of, you know, in general, journaling is such a good spiritual discipline for us, but I think it's so easy for us to like miss how God is working in our lives yeah. or forget what he's done for us. And I think journaling is that type of activity that helps us pay attention to God, to see what he's doing and to also remember what he has done so that we can remain faithful um, to him now. Um, and so I love that. So to our audience, journaling, great <laughs> practice for you in your leadership. Um, well, Lauren, Thank you so much for joining us. This was so great. I really appreciate it. Um, your story, I think, was real, honest, and also, I think, encouraging to our audience as they step out and take risks. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back in the Greek IV space. It's been too many years have passed, I so I love being I back. Love thank you. I love it. Well, and for our audience, uh, we hope that you like this episode. We'll be back again next week with another episode in our series on leadership. Um, so make sure you like and subscribe our podcast so that you have access to all of our episodes, both upcoming and past episodes. Um, and leave us a rating too, because we want to know what you want to hear and how we're doing on the podcast. Um, and then you know, if you heard Lauren's story and my story about Greek IV and starting it on your campus and you're like, man, maybe that's what God is inviting me into. We want to help you do that. And so all you have to do is go to GreekIV.org, fill out the contact card on our homepage, and we will be in touch with you to help you um, figure out if God is calling you to start something on your campus. So thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you all next week.
The Greek and Christian Podcast is produced by Greek InterVarsity, a nonprofit college ministry for fraternity and sorority students. Our ultimate vision is to see every fraternity and sorority connected to a community of Greek Christians so that every Greek is just one friend away from knowing and following Jesus. To learn more, find a community on campus, or partner with us, visit greek.intervarsity.org.